Hey Kooks, Coach Chris here. So this will be the last week of the throwbacks before we get back to regular scheduled podcasting, or casting, I should say. Uh, this week I decided to pull up three surf etiquette rules that you should definitely know uh, back when Coach Evan and I did this in uh, the summer. So hope you enjoy it, and here it goes. Hey Kooks, are you learning how to surf? But do you know your surf etiquette? If not, you might be what we like to call a kook. Well, there's many things you can do to receive that label, like neglecting good surf etiquette and burning your fellow surfer. You don't have to admit it out loud, but after listening to this episode, you'll be a little bit more respectful and respected as a surfer. If you've ever kooked it or just like to laugh when other people do, stick around because this podcast is just for you. If you don't know by now, us surfers love to spot a kook but don't panic, because we all kooked it at some point. So hang on to your soft top and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one class at a time. And hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your co-host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev. And we created Surf Coaching and Education Program, The Surf Continuum, where we work personally and virtually with all kinds of surfers to develop proper technique, fundamental skills, and education on how to read waves so you can surf for life. Today, Coach Evan and I are going to be talking about three surf etiquette rules that you should definitely know. All right. Um, dropping in. Yeah, number yeah. one is dropping in on people. It's got to be dropping in. <laughs> um, basically, like... Just to explain it to the people who don't even know what that is, um, when somebody is taking off on a wave, you can ruin their ride by dropping in front of them, whether you're shoulder to shoulder with them. And so let's just take, for example, uh, someone who's intending to go left off of the peak. If you're on their left and you go on that wave, you're essentially like cutting off their line. Uh, or you can be way down the line at the shoulder and still ruin their wave where they have to like kind of change their their line to, to avoid you and in the worst case hit you <laughs> if they're not that good. Or go, yeah, or have to go around you. So right. That happens as well. Right, but I mean most people know what dropping in on someone is, don't they? I mean yeah. you should. Jesus Christ, if you don't know. Um, but like, oh, it's so funny some of the excuses that people say, huh? Like, uh, oh, I didn't see you. That's the big one, I think. Basically, just because they weren't they weren't looking. You know, yeah, they, they weren't they, looking. They're they're not they're not paddling. You know, paddling and keeping their eye on the wave. They're they're definitely not checking towards the peak to see if there's someone deeper who's already set up and in a better position to get that wave. And. You know, like their head is is down close to their board, so that they can't. They don't have much peripheral. That's that's the point that I wanted to make. Is like just going back to the fundamentals of of good surfing is paddling strong in a good posture with your chest up off the board, so that you can actually crane your neck all the way around like an owl, <laughs> you know, to look deep towards the peak, and then right away start sizing up what you're dropping in on, what type of wave you're dropping in on. And, and craning back the other way and then a lot of times you got to do a double take a double take and look back because there's so many times where you know that that excuse comes up oh I didn't see you um oh yeah I, I never I never thought you would make it around that section it looked like you were way too deep on that one you know? <laughs> oh you got to tell that story about the 
the Mexican, what time you were in Mexico and you dropped in on the loke? So that's one I'll never forget and I'll never do it again just for this reason. But um, I, was, I was out there, it was busy. There's a lot of locals out there and you really have to mind your P's and Q's to not get on their bad side because if you do, it's just, it's, it's kind of over for you. They'll, they'll straight up tell you to, you know, to go in or go surf way down the point where the wave is half the size, um, but I'm out there in with- the best case scenario. Right, in the best case scenario. <laughs> so um, I'm out there and the waves are really good. It's, you know, it's it's holiday season. There's a lot of people in the water anyways. One of the, the main badass lokes, the homies always got the gloves on no matter if it's warm or cold out. Um, I'm just watching him take off on, on the peak, you know, and he's super deep and this wave is truly just running down the line and I'm say on like the second the second bowl of this of the wave and as I'm looking over the ledge I'm seeing hit like a huge section caving down like a a widow's peak that's in between me and and the surfer and he's backside and I'm, I just ride him off. There's no way he's making this wave. Mm. So I just drop in and I kind of, you know, I just drop in and and then I just naturally, I kind of just look back and all of a sudden there he was. He had made it around the section and I immediately just kept drawing my line and I was in and out of the wave like right away. But that was bad enough. The whole crew, his whole crew of locals on the beach were just standing up screaming and yelling and hooting oh, and they shit. they didn't stop for i want to say like what felt like 10 minutes oh. and so anyways even before that i the the guy took that wave all the way down pat paddled out and as he was paddling back out i started paddling towards him like like a dog with my you know tail between my legs and i'm like hey oh i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i'm so sorry and he's just got this grin on his face and his homies are still like ah, on the beach oh my god and he god. just said he just smiles at me he doesn't even say oh it's okay or fuck you he just says they'll be waiting for you oh <laughs> that's what he says to me and i'm just like no no i wanted i wanted to tell him no come on go tell him that i'm not a bad guy and i, was, and I didn't think you were gonna make it around this section you know like it's not a good excuse so oh, no. so i'm like okay i'm never going in i'm just gonna stay out here forever until it's totally dark and uh you know they'll have to they'll leave you know but no they're posted up they're bonfire and they're waiting for me oh. so part of the story is so i'm staying staying in the water till till dark and my brother doesn't really know what's going on he didn't see the incident so he looks a lot like me when he <laughs> hits the beach oh, no. the boys are like what you have no respect for locals he's like what no i totally have respect for locals <laughs> they're like no you burned you burned javier and it's it's over you know like and he's like no no oh i know what's going on it's my little bro with the long hair and then they were like pissed at him oh you're trying to put it off on somebody else huh <laughs> and then finally he convinced them and uh so so that kind of 
anticipated the situation right there because they had already kind of hashed it out with my older brother and then I got in and I was trying to like sneak back to the car and I got back to the car I got past the locals but then my brother's like he, he was so pissed he looked at me he's like Go over there right now and talk to those lokes. Oh shit! They ripped on me, and you you need to get some of this because <laughs> you did it. And so, oh my gosh! Ah. So as my payment to one of the lokes, this is what he looked at me. He's like, "All right," because he he said the same thing. Oh, you have no respect for locals. I was like. Dude, I do. I, you know, I love, I love Mexico. I've grown up down here. Blah 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 blah. And he's like, okay, all right. Next time I see you, two joints. That's what he says. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good with that. All right, that's fine. Good. That's fine. That's better than an ass beating or or being banished from one of the best ways in in Southern Baja. Good story. So, so that, moral of the story is, do not use that excuse. Someone's not going to make the section. It just goes right back to not paddling for every wave, even those another surfers set up on the peak and you're hoping that they fall or or blow it on the takeoff and you're the next one in line. You know, it's just not it's not a cool thing to do. It it caves the wave in. It makes the wave a lot, you know, a lot less quality if it's a if it's a critical tubing wave. Um, it can it can chandelier a whole section and, and and just ruin a wave. Yeah, and I think the important distinguishment there is like knowing the lineup you're in. You know, like in a friendly lineup, all you and all your friends maybe are all competing for waves, and three or four of you are paddling, and eventually one of you like wins out, and you know, or everyone backs off because someone's deepest. But in a competitive lineup, and this is just this is up to you and your awareness. You have to recognize that you don't do that to, especially if you're not local and you're and you're sitting there surfing with locals. Do not challenge them for their waves. Don't paddle battle them for waves. Don't even look at them. Don't even look at <laughs> just them, let them or take their off. waves. Yeah, you just know? let them take off on the wave they choose, and uh, and you wait your turn. And yeah, sometimes you kind of kind of wait for them to give you the cue, like. All right, this is a good one for you. you know? Yeah, yeah, that's a really, that's a, the best way to do it, I think, to get your waves is like, show them you're patient, be willing to wait, not get too scrappy right up front, and almost get on their soft side, you know, and have them be like, all right, let's give this guy one, see what he can do. Right, go sit on the inside, go sit yeah. on the least desirable section of a wave, yep. and stay there basically until you're invited up. Yep, and surf it well, treat it like the best part of the wave, enjoy yourself there, and, and you'll get yourself a lot further than being a scrap dog, you know, fighting with the lokes. That's a losing battle. Yeah. <laughs> it's a losing battle. Uh, all right, let's move on to number two. Uh, number two is uh, kind of got some layers to it, but basically it's the manner and how you conduct yourself when you're paddling back out after you've caught a wave. Uh, for example, one, one big etiquette breach is to let go of your surfboard as you're busting through whitewater or, um, uh, or du turtling or duck diving or what have you. Um, yeah, or just easily getting knocked off your board. You know, it's your job to just stay with your board and latch onto the thing no matter if you get rolled or turned around. You just have to learn how to hold 
onto your board almost no matter what. Yeah, you know? pretty much. And I feel like, you know, if that's at, like if that's too much to ask, then you're probably just in waves that are too big for you, huh? Yeah. You know, like just because you can ride waves of a certain size doesn't mean you should be out in that lineup if you're just a mess and your board is getting disconnected from you every single time you get hit by a wave. I mean, that's pretty sloppy surfing. Absolutely. I have an older friend, Mike Edwards, who he was he was always the one without a leash on and when I really switched over to religiously surfing without a leash, um, he you know, there'd be certain days where he would just be like, No, I guess I'm not surfing today, you know, if if I get hit by one of those waves, like I will not be able to hold on to my board. Mm. And so that's the that's the line or that's the that's the rule. If you can't hold on to your board, then basically you shouldn't be surfing. Yeah. Out there. You know, but you know it's another aspect of like the whole, you know, paddling back out conduct is people who are trying so hard to avoid getting smoked by a wave that they paddle towards, you know, the open face or where if a surf and if a surfer's on that wave, now now you're getting into this whole mix up of the surfer's ride and, and where they're trying to draw their line and so paddling towards the shoulder right yeah so paddling. say you know someone's on the inside and they, they there's a wave coming and they they can see that they might have a shot at angling over towards the shoulder and clearing the wave over the the before it's broken as opposed to just steering right towards the whitewater and dealing with that and the reason you would do that is because someone's riding that wave right just to make sure you do not get in their way or mess up their way in right. any way shape or form you're in a bad position already you know <laughs> they're in a great position they got a beautiful wave ahead of them and then you know eight out of ten times these days people sh shoot for the shoulder and totally get in the way and make the surfer have to change their line and or just get mowed down or you know it's just it, i see it happening more and more internationally where in every lineup really Mm -hmm. And I see those signs at the beach that break down basic etiquette and they always break down that, you know, paddle towards the peak, not the, sho not the shoulder when you're going, when you're headed out. Yep. Stay out of the surfer's line. And do you, and you know, and this is the thing about surfing, like every situation's unique. So you're, it's like your job as a surfer to read the waves, not just when you surf them or ride them, I should say. But when you're paddling back out, you're still surfing when you paddle back out and you still should be reading the wave because the person riding the wave is also reading that wave. So like you can kind of predict what a surfer may do based on what the wave does. Right. And, uh, and that'll help you decide your direction. But most of all, don't be like, don't prioritize not getting hit by a wave over ruining a surfer's ride and staying out of the way your number one priority should be stay out of the way and let a surfer ride his wave Absolutely. and then again like what we just said if you if you're if you can't do that if you can't go to the whitewater and, and take that thing on the head then it's too big for you right. don't don't be out there going back to the basic fundamentals that's what you you absolutely have to be doing you know you have to have those programmed into your mind Mm -hmm. in those situations and you need to practice them every chance you get every paddle out you know making that decision earlier and and head towards the breaking the broken part of the wave instead of the unbroken part of the wave 
and also going, you know, going back to finishing your ride properly. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like everything in surfing, I like to say, is connected to the thing before it. So like the way you're paddling back out, whether easy or hard, a lot of times has to do with how well you finished your ride. Right. You know, and if you, well, if you wipe out, I mean, I get that, that happens. So you're in the inside and you're gonna have a tough paddle back out probably now, but if you can help it, you should be kicking out or dismounting your board properly so that you're in perfect paddling position right away afterwards and immediately paddling back out, in which case you usually have a much easier paddle out as opposed to when you're reeling your board back in because you just jumped off. It's all timing. Yeah. It's all timing. Right. Puts you timing. behind. Puts you puts, behind. Puts you behind mm -hmm. and puts you right in that, the worst, most critical time where you you finally got your board reeled back in, flipped it over, turned it around, climbed back on, found perfect paddling position, <laughs> then started paddling. You only get two paddles in and then you get smoked. You know, like it needs to be faster. Yeah. You need to be starting to make momentum either out through the impact zone or straighten out and go in towards the beach. Right. And then stand in, in waist deep water or, or knee deep water and let that set filter through. Mm -hmm. Watch out, don't just go paddling right back into a four wave set where you see all these people frothing to get into waves and you know they're, you know they're novice and beginners and you can't trust them. So just hang out on the inside, let it, let the set filter through and then paddle out with some gusto and get out of the impact zone. <laughs> and don't stop halfway to like, Fix your leash. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I see way on. too much complacency about being in the impact zone, you know, and off of their surfboards hanging on, you know, like arm wrapped over the top and just hanging out on the side in the impact zone as if everybody around you can surf well, as if that's a good look, you know, like never mind if you're surfing among pros. Do you really want to be hanging out on their inside just in the water next to your board? It's horrible. It looks terrible Stay and it should be disgusting board. to you. You should be like disgusted by that. You want <laughs> you want to have good style, but good like good style is about how you paddle back out too, not just how you ride a wave. Right, it's everything. Everything. Yeah, that's that's a big one. So right, just how you finish your wave mm -hmm. and how it dictates your your paddle back out. Right. If you if you finish with speed and there's a closeout section and you pull out the back and as you're sliding down the back side of the wave you're already jumping down into prone paddling position and even get a few paddles and use all that momentum to slide down the back of the wave you're 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 golden yeah Most you're really putting yourself in a good spot to get back out you know in addition to um you know so even when you do all of that well say you have a great kick out you know you're on your way back out even still there's going to be times where you're gonna have to deal with waves on the head. Yeah. Hang onto your board. Hold onto that thing. Do not let go. Do not be irresponsible with your equipment. And don't paddle to, you know, don't sh desperately try to go to the shoulder to not get smoked. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's the biggest wave you've ever seen, you know, <laughs> it's just the right thing to do. You just have to. Take it straight. Yeah. Take it straight, be a, be a real surfer, and yeah. just take it on the head. And deal with you're that. You're going to be okay. You're, you're probably going to live. <laughs> you know? Probably. All right, let's move on to number three. And uh, this one is a more of a vague concept. Well, not vague, but 
harder to explain, I feel, but it's back paddling. Um, you want to explain this one? No, you start it off. I'll be, I'll, All right. I'll chip in. I'll give it a try. So back paddling is, um, well, essentially cutting the line. Um, you know, for example, I guess the classic back paddler is someone who, uh, who gets a wave, you know, is, is usually someone who's very aware of good positioning, good wave selection, gets a great ride, paddles back out, does what we were just talking about, kicks out, is quickly paddling back out and in the lineup before you even get a chance to look at another wave. And instead of positioning themselves uh, next to you in line, they jump the line. So a back paddler, if, they're, if, if this is a left point break, for example, they would paddle deeper than you, you know, up the point or, or towards the peak more, towards the beginning of the wave and, and try to take the next wave that comes, uh, you know, through the lineup. Uh, like, so I say it's vague because like, you know, there's different lineups. Like if it's a peaky lineup where there's peaks all over the place, not a point break, you it's know, harder to keep track yeah, what's, of, of who's, who's next in line. Right, right. And so I think that it's okay if someone, you know, quote unquote, back paddles you, but goes entirely to a new peak and takes off on a wave that from where you're sitting, you couldn't get anyway. Right. You know, that's not back paddling. But back paddling is if somebody paddles past you after having just got a wave and positions themselves in a higher priority position, even though they're not technically in priority now that you've already gotten a wave, uh, you know that's the so best you, I can so do. I think you don't get so you don't get the wave, and he does, you right? Know? And and it's just you know they're 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 aware of how to catch waves and stuff, but obviously they're not aware of the order of a, a real lineup. You know, it's actually pretty simple. I don't know how it got so lost in so many lineups across the globe that it just it just makes sense who's ever been out there the longest waiting the longest they get a, a good solid opportunity to catch a wave if they blow it they go to the back of the line and then the, you know eventually they get they get another shot and everybody's hooting for the next person to drop in on the wave instead of turned around and and hanging on the shoulder you know squinting at him and looking <laughs> nasty at him and making him nervous um and it just seems like it's just such a more positive enjoyable way to surf yeah you know i think i know why it happens i mean you know there because there's more and more surfers every day surfers are greedy and surfers are greedy but also surfers are entitled you know, you have people thinking that it's their wave or it's their spot. And to an extent, there is some validity to that. You know, like locals should, you know, if you're a traveling surfer and rolling up to some um, surf break where other surfers surf it all the time, I think you should be especially sensitive to the back paddles. And, and to like we were saying before, kind of wait on the shoulder and kind of earn your way up to the top. But I think that's where it comes from, the whole back paddling thing, is because people start getting greedy and entitled or entitled. And, and just start rushing the process. They want to get more waves, whether they think, oh, I got only got an hour before work, or I'm local, I, you know, it's my spot, I can take any wave I want, you know, and, and I just, I think that's where it came from. The whole, the order of the lineup got lost when so many surfers tried to catch waves, right. you know, and then of course you have the surfers who are good, and there's bad surfers, and they can easily be taken advantage of. Right. You know, there's, there's many situations that end up promoting the back paddling 
situation. And there's, you know, there's only one way to keep order in a lineup. If someone's back paddling, you just got to drop straight in on them <laughs> and just, and, and it's not even a burn, but it's just like making sure that they don't get the wave and they don't get to successfully ride it, which can be hard if they're a really good surfer. <laughs> we should definitely <laughs> offer that advice with a little warning too, though. Oh, yeah. That if you are going to burn somebody, out of spite or out of, maybe if we should say it out of justice, make sure you make the drop number one. <laughs> and number two, be prepared to answer for it because most surfers, even if they back paddle you, aren't gonna let you get away with just dropping in on them. Right. They're gonna test you out, make sure you got your defense, you know, and, and to which you'll respond, hey man, you back paddled me. <laughs> it wasn't your turn. That was my wave. <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty, thorough that is that covers that covered all our bases um burning people you know and and the excuses that we hear all the time none of which are valid um number two is how you paddle yourself back out you know and the behavior or, or the uh, the style in which you paddle back out with and number three is back paddling yeah don't do it don't do any of them yeah. cut them out of your your uh, bag of tricks Cut them out of your back of tricks. <laughs> Such a good back paddle. <laughs> you should have seen the way I ditched my board on the inside. <laughs> there are some people who are spectacular at it. They just, every time. Oh my goodness. It's like, it's actually a habit or like kind of what you would describe as their like technique, their way That's of their dealing. Move. It's yeah. their move. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Baggy oh my gosh, watch this. I, I know how to get my board to go over the falls like violently every time. Watch this. Oh, I'll teach you how to do that. I know how to almost kill my buddy like every time. <laughs> Surefire, I almost, I almost get him like, half a dozen times a session. <laughs> Yeah, so stay safe out there, kooks. All right, kooks. See you next time. Yoop. <laughs>